0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: The reaction in Boston, probably exactly what you expected. The reaction here in New York and beyond, let's talk about it. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Key will be back tomorrow. It's a pleasure to welcome in Bart Scott, the 11 year NFL veteran, Jets, Ravens. We're talking football wall-to-wall. Who better to have here, if Key he can't be here, than Bart? And we are underway. Habitual
2: line-stepper Bart, Zubin. That's his name. Indeed. That's what we call him eventually.
1: Bart is joining us here on television. If you're watching this morning on ESPN News, he's going to join us here on the radio in just one second. And, Jay, I just want to start with you right out of the gate after you heard some of the vitriol from the Boston sports fans. And basically it's this. It's a normal Tuesday morning right in early February. If that's the case, a normal Tuesday morning in early February this week, the Pats would be normally two days deep into a Super Bowl <laughs> celebration. That's not exactly the way it turned out this year. The most famous former Patriot of all, of course, is celebrating, but the guys he left behind certainly aren't. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin with Zubin, Bart, and Jay Will. <laughs> That's the deal. So, Jay, I want to ask you right off the jump here. It says everything you need to know about the Patriots, Right. Um, They didn't make the playoffs, but they're the most intriguing team of the offseason. Where do we go from here? Perceptions abound about how great it is right now to be in the organization. And if any players are interested in joining what was, I don't know, 12 months ago, the tail end of the greatest dynasty in NFL history.
2: So Zubin Bart, yesterday uh, I'm at home. I'm watching the trial uh, Trial of Chicago 7, which is a great movie, by the way. You should check it out, Zubin. I know you'll be into that stuff. Uh, And then I I found myself on Tom Brady's Instagram page. And his Instagram page, when you go through his stories, was incredible. It was actually trending on Twitter yesterday. Just the, the music, the stories, the feel, the vibe that you got from Tom Brady was that he was the ultimate team player. And I know he's always said the right thing about it takes a great player, it takes great players, and it takes a great coach to win a championship, but it, it led me to an interesting thought. You know, we always talk about the Patriot way and we had Ty Law on our show and Teddy Bruski, two guys that I think were imperative in building the foundation of the Patriot way. But I almost took that as like the iPhone, right? Remember, not the iPhone, like the first phone. Remember the first mobile phone when you had it up to your ear, Zubin? It was the big <laughs> phone, Bart, that you had. And then all of a sudden, Apple came out with something years later. It was way more slick. It was way more sleek. And it was just incredible. The technology was different. I almost feel like that was Tom Brady and how he elevated the Patriot way. And I think what happened throughout the process is the Patriot way became the Tom Brady way. Now, I'm not saying... That Bill Belichick wasn't involved in the Patriot way to amass it, but that it coaches are only as great as their players, right? And, and this is through history. I mean, do John Wooden, Luol Cinder, uh, Bill Walton. This is with Phil Jackson. Was Phil Jackson win you know so many championships without Michael Jordan, without Kobe Bryant, without Shaq, right? So I, I think what we're seeing now is Tom Brady has taken that Tom Brady way to Tampa Bay, and now the question becomes: Do people want to go? To the Patriots and play for Bill Belichick, who at times, Bart, it doesn't feel like he's evolved with this element of how do we let the players actually own it a little bit more? Gronk saying, I just want to have fun. All these are telling stories for me about how people deem or view uh bill belichick and how he leads this organization and i, I don't know if veterans want to come there and deal with that pressure or play with the with the coach who the system might be great but it doesn't it's not conducive to having fun and enjoying it as much as other players might want to see like tom brady enjoy it. does that make sense
0: absolutely i mean peter don't get at me but it's more way, more than one way to skin a cat and we saw Philadelphia when they were all about having fun and you you talked to to Long who at that time had just won back-to-back championships and moved over from um, New England to Philadelphia and said he prefers to win this way. Because it's about quality of life, right? It's about you don't want to be miserable going to work every day. You want to enjoy going to work. And there's nothing fun about football, football practice, You know the pain, the hits, the training, and you know, all the things that we go through. What makes it fun is that the fact that we get to come to work and, and, and thrive in an environment that we, doesn't f- that we don't feel that we're being scrutinized. When you listen to Teddy Bruschi and how he described why Matthew Stafford wasn't tough enough to be mm-hmm. a, a Patriot, that doesn't sound like an environment in which I want to be in, and especially if you're not winning. The reason why people you know decided to go to New England and deal with the Patriot way and deal with the scrutiny and the constant pressure that they're under on a day-to-day basis is because they can always make a reservation for the AFC championship. So t- guys were willing to come there and take less money. And now you look at you know the biggest indictment to me is what Grunk said, and you mentioned and you alluded to it a little bit, he just wanted to have fun. But the fact that he said that, hey, he talked to Tom Brady when Tom Brady called him and said, hey, I need you, big fella. The first thing he said is, hey, man, I've been waiting for you. And so that means that, listen, I w- I'm willing to play football. I still love football. I just don't love playing football in New England. And you're talking mm-hmm. about someone who was a Super Bowl champion, somebody who had experienced the heights of success and wasn't willing to pay the price to be, continue to be a champion. And Tom Brady said, hey, I'm the Patriot way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Drew Brees. I'm not Aaron Rodgers. I'm not taking all the cheese off the taco. I'm leaving cheese on the taco and giving it to you so you can get me players. You got me to kill, Harry. I'm throwing a Philip Dorsett. I'm looking at the skill players and saying, you're not providing me with the adequate uh, resources that I need to be successful. So he looks down and he says, hey, man, maybe tap is a real thing. He goes down there to a, added, to a loaded uh, roster. He goes down there and he, and he plays his butt off. But he has the resources. He has Antonio Brown, who's his fourth receiver that he can throw to. He has Gronkowski, who, had, at, you know, before the Super Bowl, was just a guy that had average numbers. But he had the resources. You know When you talk about having a great quarterback, look at what they've surrounded Mahomes with. I think he, he looked at the playoff game last year when he lost to Tennessee, a team that was a good team but not a great one, and said, man, I don't have half the pieces that they have. I can't win going this way. And if I'm going to be in the twilight of my career, I want to make sure that I'm going out with a team that surrounds me with some help, much like the Broncos did with John Elway when he was no longer capable of carrying a team.
1: What's really important here is what's next for New England, and that's where I want to go with you fellas here in the last couple minutes that we have. Think about this. This isn't a groundbreaking statement, but the future of football is the AFC. I mean, think, just yeah. listen to the quarterbacks mm-hmm. here and how young they are, right? Patrick Mahomes, young guy. Joe Burrow, young guy. Josh Allen, young guy. Lamar Jackson, young guy. Justin Herbert, young guy. For the moment, Deshaun Watson is in the AFC, 25, young guy. I'm not even going to include Tua and Sam Darnold because I haven't seen enough, but Jay, just those fellas that I named, they're either ascending like Burrow and Herbert that are kind of moving in the right direction or guys that are on the cusp or guys like Mahomes that have gotten there. It is imperative that the Pats have a huge offseason here in the AFC because the quarterbacks that are on the come up and the quarterbacks that are already in this conference, incredible.
2: I just wonder, you know, what is that monumental move they need to make that will ultimately change their direction in that conference in the AFC East? Like it's like because every time I think about, it, I'm like, is that? Do you go through the draft? Is that Mac Jones? Is that Ryan Fitzpatrick? And we've had multiple people on our show talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick potentially playing for his fourth team in the AFC East and that kind of completing uh, that scenario and playing for the Patriots and then obviously building through the draft. But is that a long term approach? Uh, obviously we saw the situation with cam newton this year which i thought was dreadful even though i wanted to root for cam it just it it felt like it fell flat on his face and i I know people were out through the COVID bart i know it was a tough year from injuries but it just it seems like they're in a a really weird place and it could get concerning for bill if they don't step up to the plate maybe make the playoffs next year then we could be talking about bill belichick potentially in a hot seat in in two years from now
0: I mean, we, we see this with the Spurs, right? We see Greg Popovich when Kawhi Leonard said, hey, I don't want to, be, want to get yelled at anymore, decide to leave. So they're going to have to, I think, go back to somebody that's trusted, maybe make a trade for Jacoby Brissett or bring back Jimmy G. So somebody that's already bought into the system, somebody that, that, that will believe in them and know that they can put them in the best situations to be successful.
1: Yes. Figuratively speaking, the Bucks got their ring on Sunday night. That bling is coming soon enough physically on the hand. They got their ring is brought to you by Macy's this morning. We are asking you our poll question and the response has been hot and heavy already on Twitter, but for the radio audience for the first time this morning, rate how bad. Your team's QB situation is oh. on a scale of 1 to 10. Let's just give you the quick markers. A 1 would be like Mahomes, no concern. A 10 would be Carson Wentz in the Eagles. This is untenable. He can't come into the facility tomorrow. It's ruining the organization. Rate <laughs> how bad it is. 1 to 10, and we'll take your calls. Line them up, and starting tomorrow, you tell us how bad it is. Starting tomorrow. We'll give you the solutions for what your team should do. 888-ESPN, 729
3: With Wentz, I, I'm just blown away by this entire situation. He's going to get traded here. The question is where, when, and what do the Eagles get back in return?
0: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
3: Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Guess the answer to that question, Adam, is a king's ransom. It's actually a great point. If you think Carson Wentz is broken beyond repair, and somebody's going to give up a haul <laughs> to get him. What are you thinking about Deshaun Watson? It's actually a great point by Schefter, who yesterday posited why only two teams were interested in the greatest quarterback that's ever walked on planet Earth in free agency. Live calls right now. 888 to 888 729 We're asking this morning, simply put, scale of 1 to 10, rate your team's QB situation. One would be, no concern at all, Patrick Mahomes. We got Patrick Mahomes. 10 would be the Eagles. Carson Wentz, it's untenable. Schefter said he's going to be moved any moment right now. The organization Wait, is- Zubin, confused. are we
2: sure Patrick Mahomes is at a one? Because the way people are talking about him after the Super Bowl, is <laughs> like he might be a five. I'm confused.
1: When he has surgery on that one toe, I think okay. everything is going to be- Okay, just, just, just clarifying, thank you. But you're right, they don't call it- I know, fans are always worried, nothing to be concerned about yeah. with Mahomes. We think, right? We kid. Um, but the Eagles situation, they're not kidding around- Wentz is going to go, phone lines are jammed, Twitter's on fire. We're going to get to all your reactions here in a second. Jay, let's just start with the Wentz situation. I think I think I can speak for you. This is obviously, absolutely a 10 and a half a decade, five years after they gave up five draft picks for this guy, for the right to draft this guy. It's about to come to a terrible end.
2: It's a DEFCON 100. I, I don't, I'm so confused, Bart. With what the Eagles are doing. So you're trading Wentz, but you fired Doug Peterson before. I, obviously, I, the one thing I've always questioned about Wentz is the fragility of the mindset. And, and Key and I have argued about this. And it's good that you're here because I think you could be a third party and get your opinion on this. Because my thing is, if you want the job, go take it. Yeah. Go take it. Like, I need my quarterback to have that mentality. Oh, you guys want to flirt around? You want to play around with my job? Oh, no. I'm going to let my play on the field dictate what you think. And I'm going to bust my tail to make sure that you understand this is my team. Now the situation that he's in, I feel like this is Jalen Hurts' team. Even with the way things right. ended, with them benching Jalen Hurts and not letting him play for the backup oh, backup. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, I feel like you have to let Carson Wentz go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I think this this uh, relationship is beyond repair. I think if something happened where Carson Wentz lost trust, and they lost trust in him. I mean, you don't draft, you don't have a quarterback that was in the MVP conversation a couple years ago and then go back and, and, and draft a second-round draft pick, a guy that's kind of being the elephant in the room, because what happens is you decide, you start splitting your locker room. Right, because this guy came and played well, played good. I mean, he played better than what we expected him to play. He showed some promise, showed that he can be the quarterback of the future. So what happens when he's sitting behind you? If, if you're Carson Wentz, you know if you play bad in Philadelphia, you're going to hear about it. I just feel like, you know, the trust is lost. But I think that Howie Roseman doesn't get enough blame. We don't hear about him. We hear about Doug Peterson. We hear about Carson Wentz. But the roster—they went all in for a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And when they went all in, they mortgaged the future. This is a team that's sixty-four million dollars over the cap. You know, potentially coming up this year, they—they they have old—they have old aging stars. You think about—you um, think about Peters. You think about—they they brought this, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun um back. Deshaun is never healthy. They, they Instead of getting Justin Jefferson, they went out and got Rieger. It's like they made bad decisions from a personnel standpoint. Whenever you go out and get these high-priced reagents, you have to make sure that you draft well. And They haven't drafted well, and I think it's best that both sides part.
1: Indeed. Let's get to your opinion, and I think your point on the Eagles there, Bart and Jay, both obviously making great points. And it was said to be a great marriage. It's obviously heading towards mm-hmm. divorce. Callers are on the line. A quick shout-out to those – on Twitter, at New England 1989, a 10 for his pats or her pats. They need their next franchise QB. At Leuven D, 7 on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the worst. Falcons, Matt, that would be Ryan, has a noodle arm. Big Asian, <laughs> 35. WFT oh, yeah big Asia. that's not me that would be what? small Asian 42 <laughs> WFT Washington football team just straight 10 there's just no qualification for it Dorman 182 a three for the Raiders he or she posits would be higher if there weren't trade rumors every offseason that's what happens when you're a quarterback that plays for John Gruden let's break the rules we're going 1 to 10 but Rich is in Houston on ESPN radio this morning what do you have
0: Hey, good morning, fellas. Huge fans of Barton J. Yeah, down in Houston, we had a fifteen, not a ten. <laughs> we had a fifteen because man, we got a quarterback, but he don't want to be here because the team don't want to build nobody around him. Honestly, I felt you should never sign an extension once they got rid of uh, Bead because they showing they don't want to win. They just want to keep filling the stands and then people buying merchandise and going to the stands. They not building a winning team out here. They're gonna be seventy nine, nine to seven forever until they do something right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... To his point, you think about what they have in that division, too, facing the Colts and facing the Tennessee Titans. And now we, we expect you know Jacksonville to get much improved with the first overall pick and also having so much salary cap space that they can be in trouble even with Deshaun Watson. I think he sees the bottom falling out. He's saying, hey, man, Bill O'Brien you know, threw a grenade on the bridge and blew it up, and then you expect me to try and, and patch it back together. I can't do that by myself.
1: Let's Bart, this- answer,
2: answer me a question real quick, Bart, because I, I know what I get told in basketball time and when everybody says well Deshaun Watson should never sign an extension he should never sign the contract I'm like no no,
0: no you, you do always
2: it. get your money first right. You solidify that, and then you figure out the rest on the back end. And I think that's what we're seeing right now, correct? Is that the same in football? Well,
0: I, absolutely. He, he did He did the power move. I think you look at just in that in that town altogether. From a basketball standpoint, James Harden had had enough. Even though they emboldened him, gave him power, he decided not to sign the extension. But you get your money first and secure your future, they can't take that away from you. Now you just got to get somebody else that's willing to give up the assets necessary to get you, and they're going to inherit that salary.
1: No doubt. No, no, no. You keep your 156 million. I'm good yeah, over here. Uh, last one, real quick. Tim in South Carolina. Keep the calls coming, fellas and ladies, and be fire on the Twitter feed. We, we're we just getting so much reaction. Tim in South Carolina, 1 to 10. Disaster. Good. Who's your squad? What's the number?
3: Uh,
1: What's the team?
2: What's the team? Yeah, talk to us, man.
4: Uh-oh.
0: Looks he, like they dropped he, off. He, he service. He's that, he's, that, he's, that, he's that depressed. That he's hurt. A, I did see it on the screen. He
1: said <laughs> like, Broncos man. Like, 10 man, man looks 10, like man. not a lock for Drew Lock, he, he gonna he's, cry he's Zubin, in the
2: car. Zubin, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Broncos being 10? That's uh, Broncos Zubin.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just say in closing, I know we got a run, but I would just say they have not made the playoffs since yeah. Peyton Manning retired. We just finished Super Bowl 55. He retired after Super Bowl 50. They have yeah. not made the playoffs since... Then and could I be
0: saying by the, could be Sam. Could be Sam. By the, uh, Von Miller as well, and, and and Jerry Judy. After my interview, I don't know if you yeah. can trust oh. him at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, Jerry Judy didn't do very much talking, and right now there's a lot of talk about Von Miller, and it doesn't look like he's going to be back. Gigantic cap hit, obviously missed the entire year this season. On the way, this season ended with Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl championship. Of course, he's played in ten Super Bowls. We'll talk to someone who's seen every single one of them and what it all means in totality.
2: It's hands down one of the greatest accomplishments
4: in sports history. We knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. You want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it.
1: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
0: Give it to LeBron on the right baseline. LeBron spins and
4: dunks it. Luginsk thought he had help and he didn't. 119-112. Minute and a half to go in OT.
1: That was John Ireland on ESPN LA 710. Lakers over the Thunder, 119-112. You heard John say there they needed the extra session That's to get it done. Fifth winner in a row, ho-hum, 24th triple-double for LeBron as a member MVP,
2: of the Lakers. MVP!
1: MVP! <laughs> Hard to argue right now. Tied with Elgin Baylor for second in team history. And I think you know LeBron's I'll history with the Lakers. Cream, <laughs> not that long. <laughs> it's unbelievable what he's been able to do. So LeBron obviously has been a star, the star of the present, probably going to be the star of the future, certainly his past speaks for itself. But think about the future of this young lady in hoops, If you haven't heard about her, it's time to recognize. Her name is Paige Becker. She plays for UConn. Last night, UConn over South Carolina. Another OT affair. 63-59. Believe it or not, UConn was actually number two in this game going in. South Carolina was number one. The freshman Beckers in this game, fellas, she scored UConn's last 13 points. She scored every single point for UConn in overtime and... She played all 45 minutes mm. in the game, and she has got, like, a crazy mixtape. You go to YouTube, you see, like, Zion. And remember, like, Seventh Woods and all these guys that had all these great YouTube videos. Check out Wait. some of her balling on YouTube, Jay. Wait, Zubin, she's the only player in UConn history? Only? Really? Yeah. 30. Three in wow. a row. Think about all the great players they've had, right? Wow. And speaking of great players, Ozzie Newsom was a great player, and obviously he was an amazing executive. Black History Always. In 2002, Bart Ozzie was named the first black general manager in the NFL. Of course, he played for the Ravens. He has a long history with the organization. Today, there are five. Andrew Berry, Chris Greer, and added just this offseason, Brad Holmes, Terry Fontenot, and Martin Mayhew for the second time is a general manager as we spotlight one of the greats in NFL history, Black History Month, Black History Always here at ESPN. Sports Center, brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. For all your last-minute Valentine's Day needs, head to 1-800-Flowers right now. Get 24 multicolored roses for $34.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for just $10 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon and enter code KJZ. Mm, they got mm, it done mm, and I can't mm, help but wonder. I was uh, watching some of the video again. Everybody's been talking about everything that's happened since Super Bowl 55. Key hit it right on the head yesterday. It looked like they were congratulating each other after a preseason game. It didn't really feel like they <laughs> won the Super Bowl. People weren't going nuts. It's Keyshawn Jay Will and Zubin. Jay is in the house. Key will be back tomorrow. Bart Scott, the 11-year NFL vet, Ravens, Jets. Great to have him here this morning. And it's also great to have Sal Palantonio with us. It's time for Straight Talk with Sal Pal brought to you by Straight talk wireless sal uh you've made it known we talked to you last week it's been amazing you've been riding shotgun on this entire brady run you've seen all 10 super bowls all seven wins now that you've had 48 hours we all have including people in boston (laughs) to digest all of this how do you take a look at it from a macro view
5: okay i like to play big picture little picture so let's go little picture first because it's the little things done wrong that add up Tom Brady was protected in the football game. Patrick Mahomes was not. That, to me, is the bottom line of what happened in that game. I think you have to give a lot of credit to Byron Lefwich and Bruce Arians. They changed horses midstream. They went to six offensive linemen on more offensive snaps than any team since week 12. They protected, listen, that second touchdown pass to Rob Gronkowski was Tom Brady's third read in the red zone. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's try to pay attention to really what happened in the football game. They did not protect Patrick Mahomes. We all know the numbers of how many times they only had five offensive linemen on the field. And you just can't do that. Andy Reed flat out got out coach. Now, big picture. We are seeing what I call Zubin, the LeBronification <laughs> of the NFL. Mm. Tom Brady proved you could put together a championship season in 11 months. He remade the Bucs in his image. Gronk, Fournette was Garrett Blunt, Miller was Edelman. Brady was the quarterback coach and GM. Deshaun Watson has seen this and says, Hey, hey, man, hey, I can do that. Matthew Stafford said, Hey, I want out. Put me with Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Rodgers holds all the cards in Green Bay. He should just go in the front off and say, hey, this is what Brady got. This is what I want. Russell Wilson is next. You watch. He'll do it quietly because that's the way that guy is. But he'll want more say. It is the era, without a doubt, of quarterback morphing into GM and head coach because now when you give him that guaranteed money, it'll be really their power. And the Bucks are here to stay, right? Arians, Bowles, Brady, that's why they weren't celebrating like crazy. I watched very closely on the field what happened after the game. Brady went to player after player and their families, took pictures, got a hug from the family members as if to say, we're not done. We're in the middle of something. We're in the middle of something. And the Glazer family has cash, lots of it, really do. So what they're going to do is they're going to take all of that long-term money, pay it out in bonuses, and spread the salary cap love over a number of years because the salary cap's going down. The Bucks are here to stay. Nobody's going to challenge them in the NFC.
0: Well, Sal, Sal- – I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Bart. Well, Sal, well, so, I, mean, I had you on Barton Hine, and I said the winner of this game could potentially be the start of a new dynasty because we knew that if Mahomes got it, then, okay, he's – back-to-back champions, but we anticipated that if Tampa lost, I mean, if Tampa won, that they would be a better team the next year because they're going to have OTAs, they're going to have off-season, they're going to be able to build around Tom Brady again. And then who's to say that Aaron Rodgers, who may not be able to force his way out of town, will be a free agent because they're going to let him go because Jordan Love, they're not going to let him sit on the bench. And that may be an opportunity where we start seeing some of these quarterbacks decide to force their way out. Um, with that being said, you know, who's the next contender or who's the next one that we anticipate that may make that move outside of Tom Brady and see how he was able to orchestrate his way? Because he he did something that those other quarterbacks may not be willing to do. He only has a $25 million cap hit.
5: Right. So, don't re- you know, look at LeBron. Superstars do what superstars do. They imitate what others do. What LeBron has done and when he went to L.A., and how he remade that Lakers team and won a championship, bang, overnight. Brady did. He saw it and said, I can do that. I have the talent. I have the wherewithal. I have the brand. So who has the net? Who's the guy? It's Deshaun Watson. Matthew Stafford already did it. Aaron Rodgers said, hey, my future's a beautiful thing. Well, guess what? It is a beautiful thing if he can control it. Russell Wilson, you hear the rumblings out of Seattle. Now, Russ is not going to really want to go anywhere. He's so rooted in that community, just one man of the year. I mean, you know, you take Russell Wilson out of the great Northwest and you've got to pick that hole. They're going to have to figure out how to make that guy happy because he's one of the mega talents in the NFL. So you look at the mega talents, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and they're all looking and saying, hey, Matthew Stafford just added water. He added Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and now – He's in the big picture to have a Super Bowl in his home stadium next year. So all you got to do is look at it and say, hey, LeBron did it. Brady did it. The cap is what it is. It's going to go down. We have to work with the cap and figure out how we can get players around us to win a championship like Brady did. I think that's the bottom line.
2: Wait a second, Sal. You used a fascinating word in LeBronification. I love that word, by the way. It should be in the dictionary. But one of the things that's interesting, though, is are you saying because of the LeBronification? Because LeBron was in Cleveland before he forced his way out, right? He won a championship there. Are, are we calling the Patriots, like that past situation that he left from, are we calling them the new Cavs? Because the Cavs haven't been to the playoffs since LeBron left. Are, are, we, are we watching that happen in New England with the Patriots? Since Tom Brady has left and now is winning championships, we're going to watch a franchise kind of spiral out of control?
5: Well, you got to have a quarterback. And they came close with Cam Newton. They did. I mean, if you go back and look at the film, Jay, uh, Cam Newton played his heart out. He did everything that his body would let him do and the players around him would let him do. In the end, it just wasn't enough. It just was not enough. But the LeBronification of the NFL is here. It's here right now. That's the big-picture lesson of Super Bowl 55. Brady proved he could do it. Now, he is, of course, in another world of talent. But there's nothing to say that Rodgers can't do it, that Watson can't do it. Certainly Stafford with Aaron do- Listen, the L.A. Rams led the league in total yardage defense and points allowed defense for this first time in their history, going back to world war II, they have the defense to do what the bucks did. They just didn't have the quarterback. And now McVay thinks he has the quarterback. And if you look at the NFC right now, who's going to challenge Brady and the bucks next year, it's got to be a healthy Aaron Donald and a healthy Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford with Sean McVay. That's the team to watch.
0: So, Sal, this is this is fascinating because then if you're saying that, you know, the, the the LeBronification of the NFL, then we have to find the Bucks situation, a team that's loaded with talent that may not have a quarterback. So I'm yes. looking at New Orleans and I'm looking at you know, yes. Pittsburgh and saying that those yes. are, the, are the destinations. And maybe, maybe you talk about, you know, the San Francisco 49ers. So when you look at that, like – like, those are the, are the destinations that I can see one of those quarterbacks identifying and saying, hey, this is where I want to go.
5: If, I'm, if I am Sean Payton in New Orleans, I am doing everything possible to get to Sean Watson. Everything possible to get to Sean Watson. There's no question about it, Bart. You hit it right on the head. You look at that defense, it was tailor-made to win a Super Bowl. But in the, in the divisional round, Brees couldn't carry him, couldn't get the ball down the field. So you're absolutely right. You look at New Orleans, they are ready-made. You look at L.A., they are definitely ready-made. You look at Pittsburgh. And by the way, you know, Bruce Arians is not a stupid man. He brought, a little, he brought over your friend Larry Foote, outside linebackers, yep. Antoine randall uh, to help out with the wide receivers, give him some toughness, give him some of that Steeler toughness. I mean, this this team is almost like a dream team. You got the, Vita Vey, first-round pick. Sue, first-round pick. Antoine Winfield Jr. would be in a conversation for Defensive Rookie Player of the Year with Chase Young all day long, first-round pick. You look at Shaq Barrett, led the league in sacks at one time. This is a dream team. And so Brady said, all right, I'm going, to go, I'm, going to, I'm going to pick a team with a, by the way, with a defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, who, by the way, coached under Bill Parcells in Dallas. So learned a few things about defense from Parcells and Belichick to, to Parcells in Dallas and said, I'm going to go to a team where all I got to do is add my personal leadership, my great talent, and change the
2: culture like that.
5: And that's exactly what he did
2: let's go from a dream team to the eagles <laughs> why the hell dude i was Wait, roll it, there
5: jay what are you doing i know so i
2: know i'm sorry to bring you back down man but if you're going to trade carson Wentz, why the hell did you fire doug peterson in the first place i don't understand the reasoning here can you explain it to me
5: hey man i'm still down in tampa i'm 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 hanging out in the sunshine for another day I'm going to go visit my mom in, in her home down in Lakeland. I'm going to try to see her for the first time in a year and a half. And then I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go back to Philly. And then I'm going to take a week off and try to figure it all out. When I figure it all out, can I come back on the show and and
2: explain everything to you? Of course, Sal. I mean, if you were in that position of power there, if you were Howard Roseman, do you try to salvage your relationship with Carson Wentz? Do you try to save it?
5: I think it's going to be tough to put that proverbial toothpaste back in the tube. I think there's too much uh, that he has to repair, Carson Wentz, in his own locker room and with the body politic, as I like to call it, in Philadelphia, in the city that likes to shove you back. So um, it's going to be really difficult, I think, to put it all back together in Philly for Carson Wentz. That's why I think they're desperate to get him out of town. Uh, if they can get, listen, if Howie Roseman can get a first-round pick for Carson Wentz, and you know, color me skeptical on that right now because I'm not sure that's going to happen, or else it would have happened already. But if he can get one from the Bears or the Colts, the 20 20th pick or the 21st, they think they have. If he can get that, hey, get him get him in the limousine and take him to the airport and get yourself a first-round pick. Hey, um, I heard the Eagles were one of six or seven teams that were on the list, confirmed to go to Clemson for Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Hmm.
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
5: You like wow. that one, Bart?
0: That, that's crazy, Sal, because I don't understand how it makes sense. Like it makes good football sense. I don't know how it makes great business sense because he carries such a high cap number, even if they let him go. Correct.
5: Yeah, but you know, it's all. Hey, come on, boy. It's, all a, it's <laughs> Jay, all come county, on, right? Come on, John. And Jay, they don't have on. any
2: money sound until they have money, right?
5: But you, you, come on, now, <laughs> everybody's got no money till they got money. Yeah, no, come on. You've been in enough negotiations, you two gentlemen, at the highest levels, where you know your agent walks in and says, "All right, we know you got money. Come on, let's let's figure this thing out." And because you know, it's come on. So, so you got. They'll be able to figure it out. Money, what money's. Money's the least of your problems. Brady proved that, right? Brady Definitely. proved that.
0: So how accountable is Howie Roseman for the – you know, because you you look at Carson Wentz, and I don't blame him totally for his play. I mean, he was sacked 50 times. This was a team that I felt was all in for a Super Bowl. And then the rent came due, right? The rent became due, and, you know, guys got older, and they held on to some aging stars. You think about Jason Peters. Um, you think about, you know, the offensive line. You think about them deciding to go with Jalen Rieger over maybe Justin Jefferson and also bringing Deshaun, Watson, uh, Deshaun Jackson back at a high um, number as well. So at, w- at what point do we start looking at Harry Roseman say that you have to do better?
5: Okay, here are your choices. The wide receiver who set the record for rookie wide receivers for receiving yards versus Jalen Rieger. I mean, come on. So, yes, of course, there has got to be some accountability. And, I'm, and I think that anybody who looks at this objectively does not blame Carson Wentz for what went wrong. I mean, you have an older offensive line, yet 13 or 14 offensive line permutations, combinations, most in the NFL, due to injuries. Certainly, um, there was a disconnect between the coaching staff and the quarterback, you drafted Jalen Hurts. He's looking over the young man's shoulder. That certainly didn't help. He had a concussion the previous year. It all adds up. Sometimes in life, again, big picture. Sometimes in life, you just need a change of scenery. Go ask Tom Brady.
1: Worked out pretty well for him five years after surrendering five picks to move up for the opportunity to draft Carson Wentz. It looks like it's all coming.
5: And we all, hey, Zubin, we all wish Carson Wentz the best. You know, he does the right thing in life. He's a good young man, community-based, faith-based, family-based, hardworking. Is everything you, you want in a quarterback. It just didn't work out. So give him a change of scenery. Let him have a fresh start. You know, life this year is all about forgiveness and forbearance. Let's move on and do the best we can for each other.
2: Hey, Sal, I, I I hear you and all that stuff, and you're absolutely right. And I will say this for Carson Wentz, as long as those checks keep hitting your account, Carson <laughs> Wentz is doing just fine. You know what I mean? Hell He's yeah. doing okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're right. North Dakota nice, but now a nice fresh start is what he needs. Sal, thank you so much. Great to have your perspective this morning.
2: Thanks, Sal. Thank you for having Talk me later, so Sal. much. I appreciate it. Okay.
1: You got it. And by the way, one other thing about Sal that he mentioned, don't underestimate the money. I know there's oxymoron NFL cash poor owner. There's no such thing. But the Glazers have made a ton of money in European soccer, a ton of money. And it's a great point, especially with a lot of teams maybe tightening the belt a little bit this particular year. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's get right back to the phone lines. If you're just joining us. Good morning. Where the hell have you been? No, Uh, (laughs) here's the poll question this morning. Simple. You give us, on a scale of 1 to 10, how you feel about your favorite team's quarterback situation. 1 would be a Mahomes. No real concern, obviously, right? A 10 would be what we just spent time talking with Sal about. The Eagles, Wentz, untenable, got to make a move. 1 to 10. You tell us how concerned you are. Starting tomorrow, we're going to go division by division on KJZ, and we will break down exactly what each team should do. Ron is in Tallahassee, Florida this morning. And he's on ESPN Radio. Ron, team and number.
2: Tallahassee gets me every time.
4: <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, my team is the Miami Dolphins. And Ooh. I'm going to go with a four as of right okay. now. Because, if, uh, in my opinion, if they get rid of Fitzpatrick, we're going to drop to an eight. But if we uh, keep uh, Fitz Magic for around for another year to help Tua develop, <laughs> and uh, I believe Tua can be something special. Uh, he didn't show us much of Jack last year, however. Uh, I believe he was tentative and he was still reserved, trying to get the fillers out there. I think that he was pressured in uh, not him, but the staff was pressured into playing him because of Burrow and, and Herbert and everybody else that was getting starting time. Uh, I, I just, I have to commend what Greer and, and Flores has done in South Florida. You know, the only minority group. Down there, that's in the front office making decisions that are really just nailing it and I, I just i don't think that enough people are talking about that um versus uh everything else is going anybody can be a brady right uh down the road giving enough weapons um i uh, think you know uh, i don't know man i'm just gonna hang up and listen but i'm gonna go with a four right now
2: ron i, I don't know if anybody could be a brady I don't know if anybody could be a Brady. Tom Brady's a pretty special individual. Yeah. But I, I will say, Barr, I, I do like the position that Miami's in right now. Look, they have draft picks. They have cap space. And I know that we live in a world, you know, you see Joe Burrow before he got hurt. Everybody wants their rookie quarterback to be a star right. immediately. But sometimes, you know, you have to, Justin Herbert too, like you have to go through a little bit of the, you know, you have to go through the works a little bit in order to, to see it. And you still have that same capital where you're able to potentially get a guy like Deshaun Watson if you want.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have tremendous flexibility. Like you said, they have draft picks, they have future draft picks, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. How funny would it be if they gave draft picks to Houston um, where to get Deshaun Watson, and that's where they got the extra picks that they got when you think about, you know, trading uh, Lurman Tunsil as well. Uh, but they're, they're positioned in a good spot, Jay. They have the opportunity to, to build around Tua or whoever they have behind center because, you know, this offseason is going to be a big offseason. You know, I think right now, I think that Orlando Brown up in Baltimore may be available because he thinks he's a left tackle. Ronnie Staley's coming back. You know, that's a marriage that's, you know, that's headed towards divorce. And, you know, you may be able to get him if you're able to give up some of those draft caps. I think Baltimore
1: will take it. No doubt. We're going to continue this at the top of the hour, including one of our tweets challenging Jay to an all-time trade next.